I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and in this video I'm going to be talking to you about why you're not a priority. Well, if you've ever been in a situation where you didn't feel like the other person valued you, it can really hurt. And I'm talking about physical pain. Our body actually feels physical pain when we feel rejected by the people that we care about. Now, if you don't prioritize yourself and value yourself, the other person is going to pick up on that probably unconsciously and they're not going to value you either. When we value ourselves, the other person picks up on that as well and they value us more too. Now, it could be a real struggle for many of us who grew up in difficult homes where maybe you didn't get a lot of love and attention because you didn't even feel like your own parents valued you and your own parents prioritized you and if you grow up having that kind of hurt repeatedly happening to you over and over again whether they're directly saying something to you or indirectly saying and doing something to you maybe you had a parent that you know would say I'll pick you up Friday night or maybe your parents were split up and they said I'll pick you up on Friday night and they don't show up and this happens to you all the time and you don't even feel like your mom or your dad truly care about you when you're in that situation you start to really believe that it's you that it's the problem kids internalize things and so they often are narcissistic in many ways and not that this is a bad thing it's just part of where they are developmentally and so kids often think that they are the root of the problem so maybe if you had parents that were fighting all the time, you would feel like it was your fault. You were causing the fights. And in some cases, they may blame you for the fights. Uh, maybe you have a mom that is sitting there telling you, your father left because of you and your attitude. Those things really stick with us. And when you have a parent that tells you something like that, oh, you're never going to amount to be anything. Or you're just like your father and your dad's been in jail for five years or in and out of jail for 20 times, right? You internalize that. And oftentimes, they want us to believe these unconscious things. And sometimes they sabotage us without even knowing it. Um, they'll say things like, oh, you're just going to wind up on the corner pregnant at 16. And then guess what happens? And so oftentimes the messages we've been given, both consciously and directly or unconsciously, and like I said, in indirect ways, will have a huge impact on us. So unconsciously, you may have not valued yourself your entire life. And you don't even realize it, but you say things like, I can't do this, or that's too hard, or I'll never be able to do that. And you don't believe in yourself, and you don't believe that you deserve somebody that treats you well. 
or you're still stuck in that trauma and that pattern with a parent that mistreats you and makes you feel awful and so now you're drawn to partners who make you feel the same way and so you don't value yourself your partner doesn't value you because they realize they could say something mean and you keep tolerating it then they start to lie to you you keep tolerating it they keep getting worse and worse and because at this point you haven't stood up for yourself and said I can't be in the situation like this they don't value you and they continue to show you with their behavior and so I got a really good email today that's gonna point out some of these things because like I said you often may realize that you have been doing this your entire life and had no idea and that's what I'm always trying to help you guys see is become more conscious and aware of destructive or hurtful patterns that you've experienced and had no idea about and so Margaret and I are constantly trying to educate and help you guys see these things because we really want to focus on personal growth and making personal growth a priority because Regardless, if you're here to get an X back or just work on yourself, we want to put you in the best position to grow, to be healthy, and to be happy, to, to get healthier mentally where you're working through those past traumas, learning about yourself, learning how to be a better partner, and ultimately finding a better partner for you or repairing the relationship you were in. But one of the things that you really want to think about is how your parents treated you and maybe you could think back to some of those times where you felt like they didn't care about you or that the family having problems was your fault and maybe they said it directly maybe they implied it maybe they made you feel like you couldn't have a successful future by saying things like oh well your father was this or your mom is like that and you're just like your mother well, those things really stick with us unconsciously. It could be tough to heal from that and move forward. And so I got a good email today that is focused on these things, like I said, and you'll see a lot of these issues playing out. So today's email is from a woman in her early 30s, and she was dating a guy in his mid-40s for about six months. She says, I've been watching your videos online and I have really enjoyed watching them and they've really helped me in the last few months and weeks and I cannot thank you enough for your content you have provided with people with your wonderful compassion and advice. I'm desperately struggling and am finding no contact so painful. I want him back so much. So she wanted to tell me a little bit about his background and said that he's from a good affluent family. His parents are still together and happy and supposedly his childhood was happy although she said that his father disapproved of him pursuing his career and wanted him to be in the family business and now I think he's using guilt on the son because he wanted to do something than the family business. So she said we had been arguing quite a bit recently. We had an argument one Saturday evening after a lovely evening out because I had confronted him about why he hadn't told me about a ski trip he was going on with the boys. And it felt last minute. Okay, so what I hear from her is 
she didn't feel cared about. She didn't feel like he loved her. And he was going out and not even, you know, telling her about it. But I think it's really because he didn't invite her to go. I think that's a big part of it. So it also, she has a lot of hurt in her childhood. And this is an area she feels sensitive with. He told me a week before, but he normally gives me a lot more notice. But I was hurt. He hadn't included me in his plans. See, I knew it. I could just sense it in the way that she wrote that because, you know, when you've been doing this for a while like I have, I can pick up underlying hurts and issues that are stemming from the early childhood wounds. And so I had a feeling just in the way that she wrote that, that's what she was going through. I wasn't bothered by his ski trip, but I was scared he was wanting to meet someone else on the trip, and I was ash I am ashamed to admit that. Well, so because you were scared, it caused you to try and pull him close to you, and ultimately it wound up pushing him away. I'm normally a very secure person. Probably not as secure as you think you are. Maybe you're secure with the guys that you're not really attached to. But with the ones that you are, you probably act a lot like this. I couldn't understand why he didn't want to invite me to the trip. Okay. Think about this. Why do you think that this trip has anything to do with you and your relationship with him? This guy is allowed to have other relationships. And he's allowed to go out with his friends and go on trips with his friends. You took it personally when there's really nothing personal going on here. I mean, unless you really suspect the guy of cheating on you, but if he's really going with his buddies on a trip, shouldn't you just say, great, have a great time, don't get into too much trouble? I did ask him, and he said he couldn't get tickets, meaning for her. He didn't like me questioning him, and he said he doesn't have to tell me everything we aren't married. Well, that is harsh. You have made yourself clear, and that will be duly noted. And if somebody talked to me like that, I'm going to remember that, and they're not going to feel too good when the shoe's on the other foot. He became cold and rude and started ignoring me. Okay, so you were sensitive, your feelings were hurt, you tried to overcompensate, and you know, probably came off as needy and it got on his nerves and he lost respect for you. I tried getting his attention and he stonewalled me and got fed up and asked if he wants me to leave because the atmosphere became very uncomfortable. Okay, so you were hurting, you're trying to pull him close, you're looking for reassurance and now he's irritated, annoyed, He's lashing out at you, he's mistreating you, and he's not respecting you. And it's going to just go downhill from here. I could already feel it. He didn't respond. And after a few minutes, I said, If you can't answer me, I'll go home then. I see for attention. Hoping he would say, No, I want you to stay. Okay, so this was her testing him, right? She is trying to test. Do you really care about me? And instead of him saying, of course I care about you, I'm just frustrated right now, I'm upset, or whatever, explaining to her, talking to her, what does he do? He became furious and went over to my drawers where I kept a few things, packed my bags, and told me to go.
Ouch, that hurts. I quickly apologized and said I didn't want to go, and he said he was fed up and that he was breaking up with me because we argue too much. Well, you know, I can see you guys are probably going through a pattern here where you're not feeling like he cares about you, and then when he shows you in some way, or maybe part of it is imagined, it can be real or imagined, you try and pull him close, you test him, it doesn't work, he gets angry, he lashes out, and you keep going through this pattern. Our relationship has been going very good up until the last month when his ex-girlfriend started bombarding him with texts wanting him back, and it had affected our relationship. Okay, so I could tell it affected you. And because it affected you, and you were scared that she was coming back or trying to get him in some way, that's why you started to try and pull him close. Maybe you thought she was going to go on the ski trip. I don't know, maybe it was just some unconscious fear. He did show me the text, he did not respond to her, and he said he wasn't replying and that I can trust him. I believed him. Did you? Maybe partially, but your behavior would indicate otherwise. Although we were arguing and disagreeing, I was very calm about it. I didn't believe him initially and said, fine, okay. So she didn't believe him. I ended up refusing to leave his place that night, as it was very late, and he wasn't very happy about it, but said, okay. So now you're trying to force yourself to stay. You're thinking, if I stay the night, maybe he'll change his mind. And really, he was just irritated, not wanting to deal with it, and he was just letting you stay because he probably felt guilty. The next morning, he was cold, and I tried being friendly and asked him what's going on. I think you guys both know what's going on. I said, should I go? And he said, am I playing those games again? So I stayed not knowing what to do. Well, you were playing those games again. Or maybe you were trying to get a little assessment here. But because you played that game the night before, now he thinks you're doing it still. I offered to take him for lunch. And we went. And the atmosphere was still tense. And we played squash later that evening as he already had it booked, and he still wanted to play. Normally, a game of that lightens the mood, and we end up laughing and joking, but he was shouting at me for standing in the wrong box on the court. Okay, so he's irritated, he's annoyed, he's frustrated, he's not communicating, and now he's lashing out at you because he really doesn't want you around. I told him, he can't speak to me like that. Okay, this is good. You stood up for yourself here, but there's been a lot of damage already. He then acts childish and refused to play properly. Well, at that point, I would have just said, okay, you know, you obviously don't want to play. You're upset. Let's just, you know, not play. We, when we got back, I started crying and said, what is going on with us? And he said he doesn't know and he needs space. I said, okay and left to go home. I think you did the right thing there because things were escalating, they were just getting worse, nothing was getting solved, you were both just too upset and your states of mind and of being were not in a good centered place.
Upon leaving, he started hugging me and kissing me, saying he misses me already. He texted me saying sorry on my way home in the taxi. I didn't respond. After five days of not hearing from him, I text him to see how he's been. He replied saying he's had an awful week. That one of his friends died. Ugh, that's horrible. And that he was assaulted outside his flat and his hand had been in a sling. And that he's not slept and been thinking of me the whole time and had been in pain from the breakup. Okay. I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but I'm starting to wonder if this guy is bipolar. Okay? His friend died. Okay, that's kind of crazy. He was assaulted outside his flat and he's in a sling and now he hasn't slept for a week. I don't know, it just sounds a little odd to me. This is where my little therapist brain is starting to look for clues here. On receiving this text, I tried calling him once and he didn't answer. I saw he was online and said, I'm so sorry and that if he needs anything, I'm there for him, but understand if he needs more time alone. He replied, thanking me and that he doesn't deserve me being so nice. Okay, so maybe he's feeling guilty for the way he treated you and he knows that you're being nice to him when he's been mean to you. And like I said at the beginning of the video, this is what I'm kind of talking about tying in with how you have to have somebody respect you. And if you don't value you, they don't value you. So right now you're showing, well, you can treat me bad and I'm still going to be here to be nice for you. And if you keep doing that, they're just going to lose value in you and the way that they see you. The next day, I text him again, asking how his hand is, if he needs me to bring some food round to ease his load and just to let me know. He ignored this text. See, he's ignoring you, he's ignoring you again. You can't keep, you know, trying to smooth things out with this guy when he's, you know, acting like he doesn't care and not being, like, happy or reciprocating to talk with you. This is the first time he ignored me in the time I've known him. I left and went no contact. Okay. So, that is good. Uh, you realized that he wasn't valuing you and you didn't want to keep pursuing, so good. That's what I would have done in this situation. Researched how to get an ex back and sent him a short handwritten letter a week later agreeing with his decision to split and that it was probably for the best for both of us. I apologize for overreacting to small things recently and that I had some good news coming and that we both need some space right now. Well, you guys know I don't really ever advocate the handwritten letter and I just don't think it's going to do any good. And, you know, leaving him alone was the best so far. And now you've gone and gotten bad advice and reached out and 
let's see, I mean, it sounds like the letter wasn't too bad, but let's see how we handle this. I got a very angry text from him. The next day, he received it, as he said the letter had been opened by someone at his company. Oh, that's good. She sent it to his work. I addressed it to his company because I forgot his home postcode. Oh boy. The company is in his name, but didn't think this would happen. He said the whole team read it. And he said, why would I do this to cause him harm? Oh, that's embarrassing. His entire team read that letter. I mean, okay, what is going on with those people? You would think that one person would read that and say, Ooh, we better, I better give this to him in person. This is, they, who, who would give it to the whole team? Hey, did you see the letter that Harry got? What letter? Here. They're passing it around. They're all laughing, joking. And he's the owner of the company. I say fire the staff and start fresh. Forget that letter ever happened. Oh, man, that's rough. And that he hopes my good news is that I'm not pregnant. And take care. Oh, oh. That is savage. Okay, that is just brutal. I'm not, I hope you're not pregnant. Oh, 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 man, that is rough. I ignored this text because it had upset me. Yeah, I would say so. He then texted again a few hours later, apologizing, and that he didn't mean for that last part of the message to come out and how it did, and he wished me all the best. I ignored this again. He texted later, saying he's very sorry for being emotional that a family member died that morning and that he's in shock. So now we have two people that have died? This is really bizarre. I mean, I don't know if it's the same person or a second person. It sounds like a second person, right? And that he's not meant to sound negative, but he's feeling very alone being so far away from home, and he wishes me all the best. Oh no, it is a second person, because the first one was a friend, and the second one is a family member. This is just odd. I responded two days later as I felt I couldn't ignore someone if, that I love if they're in pain. My gut instinct told me he's lying about this bereavement in the family because of the way that it was worded. So she didn't think it was true either. I felt he was being dramatic to get me to respond. He may have been. I mean, it sounds odd to me. Responding saying, I was terribly sorry about his loss, and so much has happened, and I wish I could tell him, but we both need some space right now, and maybe he can call me in a week and we could go for a coffee or something. He ignored that. So, the advice that you got from who knows where, had you do a handwritten letter, which went to his office and was read by his entire company, now you're reaching out again, saying that you're sorry for all that. He ignores that. I then text him saying I only want for his happiness and that he's made me realize so much about myself and I'm working on myself and that he deserves only the best and I wish him all the best. 
He ignored that message. That was two weeks ago, and I've been in no contact since. Okay. She wants to know, how can I get him back? I can't stop thinking about him, and I thought by using reverse psychology, it would make him doubt his decision and want me back. I'm not sure what reverse psychology you used here. Um, it seemed like you were chasing after him when he was ignoring you. I love him so much and haven't been able to eat or sleep. Been there. That's horrible. I know that when you're in that state, it can really affect you. You can't think clearly. You're confused. You're angry. You're scared. It's rough. I know he's been internet dating since breaking up and I don't want him to move on. Should I contact him again to meet up? I don't want to lose him, but I don't want to ruin my chances. Okay. Well, if I'm in this situation, I would not reach out to him again. He has repeatedly ignored you. He is angry at you for the letter. Uh, maybe even more than angry because his whole staff read it. That's really embarrassing. Um, he just doesn't seem to value you. And you're not valuing yourself when you keep chasing after him, trying to be nice to him, and he just ignores that. I mean, you continue to reach out for somebody that acts like they don't even care if you're alive or dead. They're not going to care about you. They're not going to respect you. And if they don't respect you, they won't love you. Um, I'm in this situation. Obviously, I'm not going to reach out again. I would work on your attachment trauma. I suspect you have an anxious attachment style and you're very sensitive in certain areas and they keep coming out in this relationship. So you want to look at those patterns. You know, if we were in a Skype, I might be able to identify some of those patterns with you and say, well, you know, is this happening in your other relationships? And pointing out different things that I suspect might be going on. But you're going to have to do some real soul searching here and thinking about what happened, where you started to um, get upset, lash out, get anxious and scared, and work through that and try and become more securely attached for yourself because if you can do that I think that when he reaches out again maybe you can spark something up again because he did seem to care about you at certain points and it didn't seem like there was you know anybody else in the picture right now like he's searching internet dating he may go out on a couple dates and then realize that he really misses you. That happens a lot. So you're going to have to wait for him. And in the meantime, really work on yourself. Obviously, you've discovered the channel and you see a lot of videos and the attachment stuff can help you learning how to be a better partner, communicate better, because you seem to get really upset, lash out, lose emotional self-control, and it just destroys relationships. Um, one of the things that I am working on is that workbook. I am hoping to have it out soon. Um, that is a way that I think you guys will really be able to work through some things. And fingers crossed it will be out soon. Um, but if you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. 
sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, I do Skype coaching, and with you gotta get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is also available for Skype coaching too. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and I will talk with you soon. Hi, I'm Coach Margaret a relationship coach and a psychotherapist with 35 years experience. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. If you would like professional help with your situation, please contact us at askcraig.net.